Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, happy Tuesday, my friends, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And of course, it's been confirmed that there will be no change to the Premier League's planned festive fixture schedule, despite the ongoing disruption caused by COVID. 90 players or staff were found to have coronavirus in the latest round of testing. We'll hear from MP Damien Collins, Times Chief Football Writer Henry Winter. But first, this is the Arsenal boss, Mikel Arteta, who said he's happy to see the games go on as long as it's safe to do so. It's difficult for the players, for myself, for the staff, uh, because we don't know really who is going to be available to do what. And we are trying to help each other and get the best out of the situation and uh, respect the decision that I made, because we have to believe that uh, those decisions are based, first of all, on, on the well-being of every all of us that we are involved. And secondly, because obviously we have to protect the game, and that's important as well. What we've seen so far is a, a very significant spike in infections, which could reach the levels it reached last winter, uh, which is very much a high point in terms of infections. But the hospitalisation rates are much, much lower. And so the, the hope would be, I think, that yes, people may get Omicron, but if um, on the whole it is, is, is a relatively mild uh, infection, particularly for people that have been vaccinated and had their booster jab, I've just had my uh, booster jab, and um, people get the boosters, get vaccinated, that should give them a good level of protection against it. And if that's the case, then of course people should take precautions, they should wear masks, they could take lateral flow tests before going to a big event like a football match, but hopefully things can carry on because we know that we've got the virus under control in terms of protecting people from harm and needing to go to hospital. It's just our situation is not safe and we are talking about protection of the player in the safe environment and it's not safe. Thomas Tuchel, you could tell in his frustration, he's also got to have a word with some of his players. He's yeah. got to tell them, you've got to get vaxxed because it's not simply about the fact that the unvaccinated are more at risk of spreading and catching the virus. It's the fact that the unvaccinated have to self-isolate for 10 days if they come into contact with someone who's, who's positive. So how does that help a manager? So look, there's a responsibility all round here. No, I'm not surprised that the owners, chief executives want to carry on, but I think they were facing a bit of opposition from their managers, as we heard from Thomas Tuchel, Jürgen Klopp, but the boss is determined to carry on in us. They cannot afford to go through what they did the last time for games to be off, for them to lose £2 billion in revenue. They have to try and keep it on if they can but they need the cooperation of their managers and players the managers are getting a bit twitchy about it all on now to the fallout from Liverpool's controversial 2-2 draw with Spurs at the weekend Jurgen Klopp was critical of the officials after Harry Kane avoided seeing a red card for a challenge on Andy Robertson 
We'll hear from former Tottenham midfielder Danny Murphy, but first it's Simon Moni Moni Jordan on Clippity Clip Clock. I do think we have to look at the way that he's operating now. He's operating on a level which makes him omnipotent around every aspect of the technical area, whether it's bullying the opposition, bullying the fourth official, bullying the media. Wow. I think I'm not sure it's the first time that, that you ask me these kind of silly questions. We have today five players out. We play with a 90-year-old boy. You ask me this question. I don't like to use the word bullying because it almost invokes dynamics of people being weaker. But he's very, very strong and he's moving into a territory where I've not seen many managers operate. Like all great leaders and great managers, there are times when they overstep the mark. Mourinho was the worst at it, wasn't he? Oh, Fergie, yeah, Fergie yeah. overstepped the mark yeah. many times. Yeah. Fergie was, you know, the way he went after some of the referees and even quite cutely before yeah. and after days before games and stuff. Your job is to tell the truth, right? That's your job. You can quote me when I'm accurate about things that I've said. I'm not going to have you twisting everything I say. I remember watching Graham Sooners years ago, operating in a technical area when he was manager of Blackburn Rovers against us, and I thought, whoa, that's a bit strong, some of the things you're saying. And I think Klopp is getting into a territory where his observations, his outlook, his disposition is invoking reactions of people like Arteta, where they feel that they need to get back into the situation where they can control what's going on, because Klopp is such a powerful influence. Great leadership is about having a successful team and finding a way to manage those players and egos the best yeah. way possible. And yeah. also part of great management and leadership is influencing in teams that you play against. Tottenham have been knocked out of Europe after a COVID-19 outbreak forced them to postpone their game against Rennes earlier this month. French team have been awarded a 3-0 win, which means Spurs finished third in their Europa Conference League group. And staying with Spurs is Simon Jordan and Jamie O'Hara discussing Tottenham's improvement since Antonio Conte's arrival at the lane. Tactically, how we're set up was so much more organised. You know, the way we uh, squeezed the pitch one side. Yeah. We was trying to stop Liverpool, switch to play. Players all in their right positions. Off the ball, when we're pressing, they're all pressing together. It's a sprint. Instead of like that sort of laboured half sprint where you want to try yeah. and go and win it, but you're not really trying. Spurs, when they're trying to win the ball, there's an edge to them. There's a bite. There's that sort of grit and determination to win it back. And then can we play forward quickly? Every time they won it, I mean, they gave Liverpool a, a runaround, really. Tottenham Hotspur. One Liverpool nil, and Harry Kane has his first goal for Antonio Conte in the Premier League at home. Did I expect to see them better? Well, what did we bring Conte in for? Make them worse? Of course, <laughs> I expected to see them better. But do I think this is the swallow and the summer effect? No, I don't. I think Tottenham will still come up short unless they change a whole variety of things. Now, I will wait tomorrow and I will see how Tottenham performs against West Ham. Yeah. And say, okay, that performance against Liverpool produced an outcome based upon what looked like a direction of travel that was going the right way. Let's see now, because it's a cup quarter final. This is, again, this is a real, inst- yeah, this is a real moment game. in time. It's a big game. I'm Alan Brazil and this is Talk Sport Daily. Now, England's Ashes hopes have suffered a huge blow with a 275-run thrashing in Adelaide. Despite brave resistance from Joss Butler on the final day, they're now 2-0 down against Australia with three matches left. We'll hear from double Ashes winner Steve Hammy Harmison, but first here's England's skipper, Joe Root. If you look at the first innings in particular, we were just a little bit short with the ball. We didn't, we didn't challenge them. Enough. We allowed them to leave, and they, they left very well again. Something that we knew was gonna they were gonna look to do, as they did in Brisbane, very well. Um, we need to be braver. We need to get the ball up there. And as soon as we did that in the second innings, that that first hour, the amount of chances we created and how dangerous we looked, that's almost a benchmark for us. Butler 
he batted 200 balls for 26 and showed that the wicket was quite flat and didn't have a, a great deal of demons in it. England just looked miles away and the captain, to be honest, I'll be honest with you, and he's he's made a statement at the end of the at the end of the test match saying England haven't learnt their lessons from four years ago, haven't bowled full enough in these conditions. I think he needs to look in the mirror at the batting unit because the batting mm. hasn't scored enough runs. If he had said that, if I'd heard that and I was a bowler in that dressing room, I think I might have been waiting for him at the dressing room door because um, <laughs> I think I'd have, I'd have tore a few strips off him. We've getting bowled out on a flat pitch for 232 and 192. That's not good enough. You can talk about bowlers till you're blue in the face, but if you don't score runs in Australia, you don't win cricket matches. Now, is Raheem Sterling all that? Well, here's me and Dean Saunders on drive having a big old Barney about it and whether or not he's world-class. He's brilliant. He's fantastic. I don't think he's world-class yet. And it was a tap-in for Raheem Sterling. That's his 11th goal of the season. Raheem Sterling's world-class. Yeah, of course he is. This is the toughest league in the world. Anybody who does well in the Premier League, you're doing it at the highest level. Raheem Sterling... Over the last five or six years, has produced the goods every year, and he's, he's great proven player. great player. He can affect any game of football. I wouldn't say he's great player. Take nothing away. I wouldn't say he's bracket of world class. Well, what is world class? Salah's world class. Yeah. Mane's world class. Mares. I think Mares is world class. Levin, I think Mares is world class. World class. Haaland's world class. Ronaldo's world class. Messi's world class. No, they are freaks. Messi and Ronaldo are freaks. Okay. Lewandowski's just a, an unbelievable centre forward who just goal machine. Harry Kane's got world class. Harry Kane is world class. Kevin De Bruyne are world class. Yeah. Bernardo Silva, Gundogan. I would say Van Dijk. Okay. Yeah, I'll put Van Dijk in class. that bucket, yeah. Sterling for me is just outside it. No. Why would you well, say ask, that? Let's ask the crash. Hands up, there's three people in the crash. Raheem Sterling, put your hand up if he's world class. One hand's gone out of the three. If he finished playing tomorrow, we'd look back and think he was a world-class no, player. I think we'd think, what a great legend. player. What a great player. He's still a legend, but what a great player he was. That's why we like football. Difference of opinions. That's exactly I mean, why. On to the Sports by Now with Jerry Perry Groves and Jason Cundy. Manchester United should be nailed on for that if Ralph Ranick doesn't get Manchester United for well, he said, shouldn't be anywhere he, near yeah, Manchester United when he came in I, I felt that they would and I still believe they are going to be the side that's going to go in and get that top four if you look at their fixtures as well coming up to March is going to be a defining month for Man United they play Man City away Spurs at home Liverpool away and they've got the second leg of Atletico Madrid in the Champions League if that run up before that uh, they've got tricky games Villa away West Ham at home maybe but apart from that their run is set up for them mm. to be in a pretty strong yeah, comfortable yeah. position Sunderland manager Lee Johnson has been speaking ahead of their clash with Arsenal in the Carabao Cup quarter-final tonight, which of course is live on Talk Sport. He reflected on the club's progression since his arrival. I think it's been an honest impact. I think that's the first thing. I can look myself in the mirror and say that I've I've tried to do all things right. I obviously haven't made uh, every correct decision uh, along the way, but I think we've made more right decisions than wrong. And the progress hopefully is there to be seen and to be judged by everybody else. We are on a good run. I think in the league we're, we're performing well in a really competitive uh, League One this year, despite having some adversity with the amount of injuries that we've had. And obviously it's nice to be on this stage pitting our wits against uh, one of the best teams in the country. Hope that I'm making you
Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. Don't, of course, forget to hit that subscribe button. I'm back on TalkSport today at 4pm alongside Darren Ambrose on Drive Time. On Andy Goldstein's Drive Time. Make sure you listen to that. And a quick reminder, at 7.45, you can hear live commentary of that Carabao Cup quarter final on TalkSport as Arsenal take on Sunderland. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day, and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,